hello, friends and loyal listeners, and welcome to Bridging the Digital Divide. We're trying to get it to be called BDD. I don't know if we're going to stick with that. We try, we try, we try. But welcome to Bridging the Digital Divide. This is episode 15 of season two. Wow. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. So today we'd like to talk to you about... uh, Getting rid of stuff. So hard, so hard for so many of us. And when to get rid of stuff. And from a technology standpoint. So, you know, maybe you've got an MP3 player. Maybe you have a VCR. I have two of them. Maybe you have (laughs) DVD players. How do you know when it's time to get rid of these things? And how do you get rid of these things? So Brad, my Sherpa guide, Brad McKenna from the library is here with us today to talk to us a little bit about that and help guide us through the process. Are you a pack rat, Brad? No, not at all. Really? Yeah, I, I've moved, I moved so much over the course of like right after college that like it was just easy to get rid of stuff. The but only problem I have is I have way too many books. I was going to say but you're yeah. a book guy, no, so you right. have to have tons and tons of books. Yes. So do you ever consider recycling or getting rid of the books? Because Kindles, e-readers, but yeah. there's something to be said for holding the actual paper and turning the pages and putting the bookmark and the smell of books. It's a different feel. Yeah, it's a different way to read. And I know there's been neurological studies that say that your brain maps a page differently, whether it's virtual or physical. Makes um, sense. So I, I usually, I try to have like a zero sum now with books. It's like as if I buy another one, I have to get rid of something. And I usually will donate it to, the, to a library or like there are bins around town, some towns anyway, that you can donate books to. So I'll always try to do that. Do you reread something once uh, you've read it? Yeah, I do. I do reread really? some. Yeah, I for years and years I didn't because there's so many books I want to read. So like yes. I didn't want to like quote unquote waste time rereading right. a book. But some books are just really good. And so like at night or something when I'm tired and I just want to read, but I don't want to think. I'll pick yes. up a book that I've read before. I also think too. Um, I watched Breakfast at Tiffany's mm. and then read the book. Oh right? yeah, nice. And then years later, I did that again. And your perspective oh, when yeah. you're reading it, your life based oh, knowledge, sure. you know where you're at in your life. I think I read that as a teen, way different yeah. construct oh, yeah. when I got older. So yeah. so recycling books, how do we do that? And how do we know when it's time? So, I mean, it depends. Does it bring you joy, right? That's I know, whole. right? Marie Kondo <laughs> yes. is the Japanese organizer lady um, that talks about, you know, she has a systematic way of decluttering your house. And some of it has to do with First, you bring out all the clothes, you put them in a pile, you hold something and you ask it if it brings you joy. And I, you know what? I've done that and I get what she's saying. And as you go through the process, it can get a little easier because momentum. Yeah. You know, the first five minutes you're hoarding everything. I need that paper clip. It's special. (laughs) But as you get kind of moving and you're seeing what you're undertaking, it does make it a little bit easier to sort of say, let it go. But there's also a danger to that too because- when you get that much momentum, sometimes you might end up throwing out something that you wish you kept. Yeah. Which happens to me a lot. Yeah. It seems like the minute I throw out, I'm talking about clothing because I have a lot of vintage clothing. Yeah. So the minute I throw out something that I think, oh, I'll never use it again, yeah. three weeks later, I need that thing. And I say, why didn't I have that thing? But from a technology yeah. standpoint, how many of the folks that come to see you at the library are still using MP3 players or VCRs? I, so I don't get so much that as I do like old Kindles or old tablets oh, yeah, or yeah. old laptops. I had somebody come in that had a laptop that was like like 10 years old and it was brutal. It was so slow. 
and it was it was. But it's still a bad thing, really. Yes, because in technology, there's well, a there's yes. definitely a, there's a Time baseline. Out. Yeah, there's a baseline where like you you do physically do not have the hardware to keep up with these websites that have so much going on. And so at that point, you do. And a lot of the times, it's like a car almost, because mm-hmm. there are moving parts. And older laptops have what they call hard disk drives, so you have moving platters. Most newer laptops have solid-state drives, so there's no moving parts. So the older technology... SSD versus yeah. HD. Yeah, that was a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in that case, yeah. So when it's older and it gets slow, it's really, it can't keep, it can't do what you need to do. So there's a difference between, you know, being patient and letting it do, and it's not going to do what it needs to do. Okay. But <laughs> the our whole society is kind of based on everything new, everything new, it's better. Mm-hmm. And I, I think life is that way, you know. Uh, being a kid and watching new improved, you know, soap. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> soap. how much better can the soap get? Really? But there were, it was years before a product would come out with usually a new and improved mm-hmm. something. Not so in the technology no, world. And that is frustrating to me. And I want to talk about planned obsolescence oh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Because... You know, I sound like my father right now, but <laughs> they make, you know, in the old days, you could buy a washing yeah, machine, yeah. okay? I know I'm dating myself. <laughs> and you would have it for 20 years, yeah. and you would expect that thing to work till the end of time, and you wouldn't even think about it. You would just put the clothes in, and it would do what it was supposed to do. And I have read some sneaky stuff mm. about how there is planned obsolescence. Well, it makes sense from a, I hate to use that word, but it makes sense phrase from a, uh, cons- uh, from a, from a, from a business, thank yeah. you, point <laughs> of view to have that. Because mm-hmm. of course, I'm going to make more money as yeah. the manufacturer if your thing breaks in a year and you have to buy a new one. But that's so sneaky and creepy. I get it about the technology piece. Okay, we find new and better ways to do stuff that makes the old stuff obsolete. But this planned obsolescence thing kind of bugs me a little bit. It's hard, uh, hard to stomach for sure. Um, there's not much you can do about it. The one thing I usually say to people that come in with those ten-year-old laptops and I tell them they need to replace it is, you're not going to spend nearly as much on a new piece of hardware as you did when the built-in obsolescence wasn't a thing. It doesn't really make it any better. It kind of makes it easier to stomach because yeah. I remember my first laptop back in 2000 was $2,000. Wow. $2,000. My How last, could you afford that? I had help. You were like a baby <laughs> at that time. Oh, and my so gosh. My last, my last laptop was actually a Chromebook 300. So, like, there's that difference. And yes, but it's not really 300 because going to do a little math here. If that breaks in yeah. a year, it's going to... Yeah. The $2,000 thing, how long did you have that for? I probably had that for about 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 300, 600, yeah. 900. So they're getting you no it's matter tough. what yeah. you do. You know, but I like the old-fashioned concept that things were strong and they were built to last yeah. and, you know, yeah. ironclad and, and we're not seeing that anymore. Yeah. And I don't know what we can do as consumers about that. Um, you know, I don't know how deeply we want to dive into the engineering and who's making it. And yes, we like American made, of course, but you know, it makes sense from a business standpoint that you would do that, but I yeah. don't like it. 
But I, so like like I said, I usually tell people the price point is one thing to look at. And then there's another thing is just so like things I've seen is three to five years, you need a new laptop. And no, you'll, you'll start noticing not doing that. that. Right. You'll start <laughs> noticing some performance degradation at that three-year mark. Yeah. But usually if you're if you're good, if you're good about keeping your operating system up to date, uh, keeping the files off that, like on an external hard drive, running your, uh, your updates, un- uh, uninstalling any applications you don't use anymore, maintaining your computer kind of like um, keeping things clean, keeping being things a slave light. to the system because that's what of. it feels like to but me. But you can you can use that to kind of like extend the life. You can, there's okay. no reason you can't go beyond that five year mark. Um, and so, it, so sort of like an oil change. Yeah. If you really, if this you, is like, if you keep yeah. your oil changed, they say it promotes the longevity yeah. of your car. Just like if you don't, you know, when it's cold out, if you leave over a half a tank of gas, they say that's better for the engine too. They're gonna get you. So that's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah. But you know, I've noticed too. Okay, so okay, I come in to see you, and you say, "Well, you know, Lisa, it's been about twenty years. You need to get a new computer." What I've noticed too, or laptop, I guess, is what we call it now, really, because yeah. computer represents a tower now Mo- that you have in your of, home. Yeah. And laptop is more yeah. portable situation. But what I've noticed is the features don't exist anymore. Mm, sometimes which apps are supported. Yeah. Oh, not just that, my friend. What do you got? So my. Uh, laptop used to have a lovely DVD CD drive. Ah, very good. Good luck very finding important. one now. So yeah, so the the because uh, they've moved to solid state drives, that means the hard drive is literally thinner, and so they got to the point where having an ex- internal DVD drive was too thick. They could actually make the case thinner by removing it, and so they don't come with it. <sighs> You can get a USB external yeah, but really, CBD drive. You know, but yeah. And I'll tell you something. One time I bought a computer and I wasn't really thinking about that. I just thought it would always be there. Yeah. Oh, it's a feature. It'll always be yeah. there. And I was like, oh, this one's a great price and it has all the stuff. And I yeah, looked yeah. at, you know, the guide that Brad and I did for how much RAM you should have <laughs> and memory and all yeah. this jazz. And then I got it home and I realized no DVD yeah. CD player. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And that's why it was cheaper. And you will be hard-pressed almost at this point to find one that even has that. So that's kind of like paying attention to the tra- trends because like streaming media is so so much more popular than DVDs or CDs nowadays. Yes, okay, but I'm lost in the woods and I have my computer yes. and I yes. want to play a movie. Um, oh, too bad. Yeah. You can't, if you don't have, this is what scares me about all of that. And I know we're delving off topic a little bit, but all this... Um, uh, this, this, you know, we were, we're so like into technology and we're so dependent. That's the word yeah. I want to use, dependent mm-hmm. on it, that it's frightening to me because streaming, <laughs> Wi-Fi, you have to have those things. You go to another country or something goes wrong with the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then so you're in trouble. So, so this is why yeah. I like more solid yeah. ways. Like when you pop that VCR tape in there, you know, <laughs> hopefully it's going to spin up and it's going to work. Or when you put your CD player on and it plays the CD, you know, it's going to do that. I don't like all of this mumbo jumbo, Ethernet, non-existent stuff. I just don't like it. Sure. So then how do I know when it's time to get rid of some of my stuff? Yeah. Should we still be keeping VCRs? Well, I mean, they don't make VCRs anymore, so... I know, but I have a really <laughs> nice one. It worked really great. 
So and I have some VCR tapes too. Yeah, so the, you can convert them. So the library has a service where you can digi- we can digitize them for you. So we can either create a DVD Yay. if you have a DVD drive, or we can create an MP4 file, which is something that like MP3 is music, MP4 has the video, okay. and so you can store those and watch those through right. your computer. So I have Aunt Tilly's bridal shower mm-hmm. on a VCR tape, and I bring it to you, and you guys convert it to DVD. Mm-hmm. Okay, how long before DVD is going to be? non-existent exactly it's coming yeah. down the oh absolutely like right and that's why we like i will recommend so like once we have a dvd there's actually i was doing some research and there's a way to like convert it to the mp4 and so the mp4 <sighs> is a universal God. file but the process that we do actually creates the mp4 first so if you wanted we could give you both we could give if you have a thumb drive or usb drive or flash drive oh my God, or whatever it's so you want to call it complicated <laughs> we could give you the mp4 and the DVD. Okay. So there are ways to preserve it. And that's something that a lot of technology people are looking at is yes. like the convertibility of a media. Yeah. And you know what, folks listening, it makes sense to do it now. Do it yeah. now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Yeah. Go see Brad now. <laughs> because in a few years, like, yeah. okay, I have friends who have eight millimeter yeah, tapes, have, videos yeah. that my parents did. And yeah. there's almost no way to convert them now. There are special places that do it. It's super pricey. It can be done. Yeah. You're talking about the reels? The yes. Reel? We're looking yes. into, there's equipment to digitize those as well. So we yes. are looking into that. So maybe the library will have your answer there too. Fabulous. <laughs> so it can be done. But yeah. I guess the point I'm trying to make is do not wait. Yeah. Convert your stuff before weather or time or even mechanical pieces. You know, yeah. that film is very fragile in there and it can break. I've noticed a lot of like, oh, Old, like oh, wedding videos and stuff that we, we convert. It's like the tape is subjective to the sure. elements and it's not a very sturdy medium. No. And, and so they do not last very long. And there's really not much we can do with the quality at that right. point. So you definitely want to convert if you have, still right. have those VHSs. Because those of you modernos who are listening to us who have not seen a VCR tape, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can see it. It's open yeah. in the end. And what happens is when it moves around, there are times when it would get stuck or it would mm-hmm. break or it would make those weird patterns on the screen. Well, when you convert that, you can't change that. No, you're, it's just capturing what's on the, what the tape yeah. is giving you. So there's no corrections to be made. Okay. So, so okay, I guess for VCRs, we're saying... Good idea yeah. to think about it soonish yeah. ish to go ahead and get those converted into DVDs. Mm-hmm. So then do we throw out the VCR player? I guess we make it into a planter yeah. maybe because recycle reuse. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, I mean, the, those things, there's no like heavy metals or anything in there. So you are free to toss it. Just toss it in the trash because there's nothing more. You don't have to worry about it. There are like electronic recycling places. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, oh, yeah. So it looks like the, the something, the town actually has it. I was going to say that. The town does that. Yeah. So the town has it. This will be on the companion page so you can see which types of electronics they take. And so VCR, DVD player is one of them. Um, MP3 players is one, uh, uh, those desktop computers and stuff like that. It's generally anything without like, uh, so like old, old TVs, the big ones with the huge back, the cathode ray tubes, you have to pay to get those because there's, there's toxic chemicals in there. And sometimes a Best Buy or a place like that will offer you a $10, you can buy a $10 card or the town does that. Yeah. Yeah. So like those and, uh, those and laptops or, uh, crystal displays, LCD screens, stuff like that. So let's say I wake up and I'm in a frenzy and I say, okay, today's the day I'm going to throw out all my crap. You got to wipe some of that stuff first. Yeah. Not so much with a VCR or DVD. Right. But when you're getting rid of a laptop or even a tower, 
at your home, yeah. you need a flash drive or something yeah. or an external hard drive to put all that stuff on mm-hmm. that you have. So what are the steps that someone would take? I wake up and I say, this is it. I'm getting rid of this yeah. thing. What should I do? So you definitely, like you said, get an external hard drive. You can get like a terabyte of storage, plugs into a USB port for like 70 bucks or something. And so you can, uh, you, there are like automated backup processes. Carbonite is one. The, uh, Google, Google does one. The Backup and Sync, I think it's called. And Apple, all of them have proprietary automated uh jobs that can run but usually what I tell people is just look in your documents your music and your movies and your pictures folders and you basically open up two file explorer windows and you drag and drop and you copy it from your hard drive I'm making a distressed face (laughs) yuck so not only are we cleaning up and deciding to get rid of stuff then we have to do something on top of that yeah How, how unsafe do you think it is if I just say Forget it, and I give you my laptop just the way it is. I mean... Unless you have IRS documents on there. Really? It's not Does anybody really... care that you have your kids' pictures from fifth grade in there? I don't know. It depends on how privacy-focused you are. I mean, yeah, like the vast majority of people, if like their documents or their poetry they wrote in high school, their pictures of their kids or something right, like that right, right. comes in the hands of somebody. Yeah, it might be embarrassing, but it's nothing major. Um, so it's not that... Big a deal, really, unless you have like tax information or like right. W twos, which, which like, a lot of us do. Uh-uh. So in those cases, you definitely want to wipe it out. And there's 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 utilities that you can run to like to the wipe wipe the stuff out. You can like these one of the easiest things to do if you have it is if you have the USB you have your install disk for Windows, just reinstall <laughs> the operating system and it'll wipe it. Right, that's sure, if, Brad. If, sure, right. sure. Now I can, they don't even come with the disk. When I so. clean out all the other crap <laughs> in my house, I'll find that after yeah. I've already recycled the computer, right? Yeah, because that's yeah, always right. the way, right? <laughs> okay, so we're thinking, are we saying hard and fast VCRs? Maybe it's time to say goodbye. I would I would say so because it's it's yeah. going to be this the longer you wait to con- to convert to preserve those those movies, the harder it's the the less, lower quality you're right. going to get during the quality. So right. definitely and the library does it. There are other places it can be done professionally. Um, but bring them in and and we'll do it and then at that point you don't need your VCR anymore so you can right. recycle it with so the So so I'll say if it's working at home and you love it and your tapes are great and you're doing Tybo and you're all happy about that. <laughs> Fabulous. Keep it. But if you, if it's not working or, and you have tapes that are, I'm not talking about like stuff you can stream online or, right. you know, I'm talking about, like I said, on Tilly's baby shower right. or whatever, that stuff you want to convert. So we think about converting what we have, but you know, from a commercial standpoint, you can pretty much almost get anything yeah. now so we can't, online or streaming. Yeah. The major movies, like anything copyrighted, no, we, we can't not. legally do it for you. No. No, so, so you'll just have to get another top copy of Top Gun, and that's just the way. <laughs> just in time for the we'll sequel, right? <laughs> yes, that'll be great. All right, so what about MP3 players, which makes me think of Walkman? Yeah. Oh God, yes. Right. Walkman. Oh, Walkman. Yeah. Right? So Walkman. So probably time to say goodbye to the Walkman. Like really, so friends. Walkmans were cassettes, right? Those are audio yes. cassettes. So if you still have audio cassettes, you definitely want to convert those as well. <laughs> They can be converted yeah, too. Yeah, we have we have so like the the same software we use we're using right now, which is um, Audacity. Yeah. Audacity. We have a uh, an old fashioned boombox, oh if they were called that, with a tape, and we can convert those to an um, MP3. 
So, oh my yeah. God. so if you have those, and again, and again that's kind of difficult yeah. too, because yeah. if it is copyrighted <laughs> material, we technically cannot do yeah, it for you. You got your like ninth so grade mixtape yeah. from your dance. Yeah, yeah. no, we're not going to be able to do that. But yeah, okay. So probably Walkman's probably going to I would say, say I would go as far as like Discman's maybe. too, because like, yeah, because like really? MP3s are just, the the quality is definitely different because I have some friends that yes, are like prof- professional musicians. It is different. It sounds it's different compressed. to your ear. It's, yeah. it's a compressed file format so you're not going to get the wide range as you would on a compact disc or vinyl. So when you say compressed yeah. you mean the actual waveform yeah. is is shrunk. Because they make the file smaller. And so it can fit portable. on the thing. Yeah exactly. <sighs> There's always yeah. a price to pay for these things. Okay so what about our little mp3 player? So I went from a, it's so funny because yeah. I've lived through technology. Right. I feel like you know <laughs> Leslie Uggams here but you know okay so I went through Walkman. Mm-hmm. I had one of those I don't know that I was really into that at that time but then I had I graduated up to a disc Disc player that you could carry, which was a pain in the neck. Because, you know, you had to bring the extra discs. So if you went on a two-hour walk and only so much would fit on the discs, now the discs are bigger. But you would have to bring the folio to change (laughs) the disc, too, which was a royal pain. Okay, so then I graduated to MP3. But I found that those were persnickety as far as their ability to play things contiguously, like, and, you know, they were just not as good. So what's the next thing? I guess you use your phone now, right? Yeah, so, Ugh. like, you were right. So, like, the, the biggest store, the biggest example for, like, you know, the problems with MP3 players was something called the Zune. Okay. And it was just a, p- a little small piece of hardware that played MP3s, but it was, like you said, it wasn't very, it wasn't reliable. No. It was tough to use. And then Apple came in. And I, the iPod changed everything. It became a very, uh, very durable and easy to use MP3 player. And then the iPhone came out, and the i the iPod became just an app essentially yes. in the iPhone. And, and I can tell you that MP3 players were not as sensitive as a discman because the discman. Mm-hmm. Now think about walking right. or riding a bike. You're gonna whack that thing, yep. and it's gonna shut off, yeah. which is gonna ruin your whole <laughs> cardio experience. Okay, so then you go to the little MP3 player, yeah. which was teeny tiny, yeah. and you could like hook it on to an armband, yep. let's say, if you were walking or whatever. But that that wasn't as good. So then we went to phones, which seemed to be housing everything, really, yeah. now. So the issue with the phones, you have a space. So, like, your MP3 player, you can usually hold, like, like thousands of songs. But because you're using your phone as an MP3 player and your phone and all the other apps yes. are on it, you don't have the space yeah. to store. Like, you can definitely store more than, like, a Discman or a Walkman, but you're still limited. You can't keep your whole music library unless you have a huge yes. phone. Yes, and I also don't like relying on one device. Mm. I really don't like that. I like one-stop shopping as a concept, yeah. but not for a piece of technology right. because if that goes down, then yeah, how many it. of us have had that happen? Yeah. You're somewhere and you're like, oh, my phone. Yeah. It feels like your heart to stop yeah. beating. <laughs> like, how am I going to survive? You yeah. know? So MP3 players, do we say yay or nay for those? Use them until they work and then recycle yeah. them, I think. Cause and I'm finding, too, um, on some of my older MP3 players, when I attempt to download songs to them now, the files don't convert as well. It was yeah. an MP3 versus MP4 as far as formatting. Um, you know, there can be lots of issues. Before, it used yeah. to be a lot easier. So we're probably going to say yeah. maybe. So you, it depends on the file format because WAVE, WAVE is a Windows audio fo- uh, format, and it doesn't work on, like, right. uh, iOS devices. So you have to make sure that you know what the format is of the file, whether it's going to fit Too on it. Work. I'll just yeah. Okay, yeah. what about, so now that leads us to phones, because yeah. we said everyone's doing everything yeah. on their phone, mm-hmm. which we know. Flip phones. If Love you can, them. Yeah. If Love you them. Can, they, a, lot of, a lot of the carriers don't 
carry them anymore because there's no you money in it because they can't really sell you a data plan which is where they make all their money now oh my god because it's it's just the phones are really is cheap they're not they're they're great for like making calls but even texting well on isn't them. that what a phone is for no not okay. anymore okay <laughs> yeah so all you can do oh all that's how right. there is all in air quotes all right. you can do with mm-hmm. a phone like that is make calls oh yeah i mean isn't that what a phone some, is for but, my young friends yeah I guess no not. yes but they right. they're, they're you can still buy them i still see them at the library some people sure. still like do not want a smartphone and and fine if you're not going to use the smartphone for the features that it can give you then there's no reason to have one so then the two technical options you have would be a flip phone or a smartphone pretty uh, yeah much i mean there's nothing in between there right sort of there's like so like the uh, motorola has like a, they used to have something like a sidekick or something like that a where jitterbug like, or yeah. those little cutesy so they're phones. not flip they don't flip but they're still not like a smartphone Okay. So, uh, but I think that you're you're pretty much going to be geared, uh, steered towards a smartphone. Yeah. And there, man, there's a wide range of those stuff. And if something breaks on your flip phone, there's no fixing it. Oh God, really? No. I mean, they yeah. would just laugh yeah. at you. They, like yeah. you could say fix it, but yeah. they, you, yeah. even if the parts were available, right? <laughs> they wouldn't. It would be too cost prohibitive. Exactly. Probably. There's also. no. There's no money. It's more expensive for them to keep uh, sporting it. So what do we do with our old phones? So the, I think you can recycle those yep. towns as well. Have, towns usually yeah. have Town Recycle uh, Day for that. Um, yep. There are organizations that will yep. accept them also yep. that can convert them. But do we want to wipe all of our crap off of there? Yeah, now, do. if it's a flip phone, there's no pictures, no text. Yay. So you right. just give it away and, yeah. and people will use it as a paperweight. Yeah. But if it's a smartphone... You're going to have pictures on there. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to have access to a lot of stuff on there, depending on how smart your smartphone is. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when you know it's time to get rid of that? The, these are for, This is easier, actually. It's like in your settings, there is a factory reset option, which wipes everything. Ooh. And with this one, you really don't have to worry too much about losing any kind of pictures or anything um, because you're going to be backed up to either the iCloud or the Google Drive automatically Beautiful. as part of it. So that's that's great. Um, you don't have Good to worry news. about like people getting access to any of the apps you have signed in because when you factory reset it, it wipes everything you have installed. Mm. So just I don't they, they change where in the settings it is, but one of the settings will be factory reset and it wipes everything out for you, and you're free to give it to someone right. or donate it or recycle it, and you don't have to worry about any of your information being. So we all know, folks, who the newest, latest, greatest phone, the something yeah. seven, the twenty twelve, the fifty two, <laughs> the whatever yeah. version. These folks run out and they get it right away. Yeah. But what is really the shelf life? You know, so I'm used to, again, back to planned obsolescence, which we yeah. talked about in the beginning. I come from a generation where iron was iron and stuff was tough. Yeah. <laughs> you guys still have a Panasonic huge TV in my oh, room nice. that generates a ton of heat. Okay. And I love the thing and I don't care. <laughs> um, it's going to have to go soon. But with phones and things like that, Yearly, we have to get a new phone for real. Come on! I not I, every I, year. I suspect I would like it to say at least five years. You're not going to get like. that far. Come on! A lot of the times, even if I'd be good and I don't. <laughs> Do a lot of the bad. times is it's again a support issue. Is like that's you, not fair. Do you know phones are not cheap, no, my they're friend. Not. They're, they're not. not. And then they either suck you in with the cheap phone or the plan. Yeah. And I get it, but every year I've got a. I, I don't think years? you need every like, year. Um, maybe Apple's it's like an election year. Every four <laughs> years we get a new phone. I mean, it's, it's frustrating to me. I just yeah. want it to work and do what it's supposed to do. And unless the screen's cracked, I'm not going to replace it. Yeah, Apple is really, really bad with that because they release an iPhone every year. And so they want you to replace it every year. So you really notice performance <laughs> issues with, with iPhones quickly. Androids, which are the Google equivalent, which Samsung or LG or Motorola, those make them. 
you're not going to, it's probably on par with a laptop. So like three years. So are you saying to me yeah. that they last longer than our iPhones do? The, the Android ones? Yes. So yes and no. I mean, you're going to notice more performance issues quicker. It's not like you're not going to be able to use them. Batteries are the biggest, uh, most notorious first things to fail, especially on iPhones. It's like so you know they're doing that. They're doing it. Brad. They had the, Just admit it, it. They're doing it. The eight, the they're seven. They're making it. Yeah. They're, they, the big guys, <laughs> are making these phones not last as long yeah. because there's got to be a way that they could. There's no money in Come it, on. and they're not coming. They're not going to go I back. I know, but I just spent like three hundred dollars on my phone, and to me, that's a lot of cabbage, and it should work forever in my <laughs> mind. You know, um, unless you know, like like you said with the oil change with the car, I wouldn't mind doing maintenance. Why doesn't somebody come up with that? Like maybe you could plug your phone into something, and it would give it maintenance every few months, and you could like increase the longevity. There's really nothing you can do about no. that. So no, unfortunately, I will say though the iPhone 10 was the first phone that was over $1,000. And then when the iPhone 11 came out, no, don't laugh, but they dropped the price by $50. I just can't. I just can't. But they, I just can't. They, they dropped the price, so it seems to me that they're seeing the fact that uh, not everyone is upgrading They because the sales on the 10 were much slower than the 9. And so they kind of, they're kind of seeing that they can't do it. And the whole, you know how there's a, the meme online is like, sure. and the millennials are ruining everything? Yes. Apparently millennials have a hand and ruining this, the built-in obsolescence, oh so God. they're kind of not replacing it. And so I think these, uh, the hardware manufacturers, Apple or Samsung or whoever, they're they're listening because they have to because the millennials are not replacing their phones right, right, right. when they're su- when they're supposed to, quote right. unquote. So maybe in the in down the road we will see what you're wanting is like phones to last longer than yes, a year, yes, two years, yes, three years. Yes, 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 Let's do so that. So we'll see. But right now they do not. <laughs> okay, but a thousand dollars divided by yeah, twelve, right? Plus your phone yeah. plan. Yeah. No. Well, I'm sorry, I no. I usually tell people you can buy usually three versions old. So I usually so and and that is you know only like three or four hundred dollars. So it's not you're not spending the thousand. But what is the culture? What is that culture teaching us? What what are we learning from as a culture about constantly replacing stuff? It's it's, it's the norm, you know, are we teaching ourselves that nothing can stay or that, you know, everything yeah. has to be new? I don't think that's good. We should do a show on that. <laughs> I don't think that's healthy, nor do I think it's good. Yeah. And I don't think if I bought a car that was, you know, a certain amount of money that I would expect in a year I would have to get another yeah. one. And it's a thousand dollars for a phone. Are you kidding me? I, I think. What's we'll the s- most you've ever paid for a phone? For a phone? Yeah. Uh, f- Six hundred, I think. Yeah. All right, I can so work with that. I still wouldn't. It's do It's still it. a lot, and and unfortunately, that was an iPhone. It only lasted me two years. And <gasps> it was brutal. Even with your being goodness. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's just the built-in. It's just the way it is, and it's like I, I think the phone I have now costs like three hundred. So yeah, no, no, no not I like even. That. So like I, I learned my lesson, right? So I'm like, well, maybe if you pay more, it'll last longer, but not in this case. <gasps> really? Yeah, not really. Yeah, so so we can't even say, well, you get what you pay no, for. We not can't really. even say that. So That's one thing I'll say about like technology is you have you have a lot of um, they, they push the envelope as much as they can. So like phones got smaller and smaller and smaller, and then they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I then know. it's flexing. And so I think that you'll have the same thing with how long they'll last. Right now, we're I think we're at the nadir. We're at the lowest point where phones are basically needing to be replaced every year if you want the fastest and the brightest and all that kind of stuff. 
I, I think it'll it'll stretch because it can't. It's not sustainable. No one's people we must can't afford uprise to do it. in the streets right. <laughs> and protest with our phones while we take pictures of yeah, ourselves right. live on Facebook doing these things. Yeah. Okay, what about Kindles? And Kindle, e-readers. Yeah, so I love my Kindles. They last a long love time. Them. Yeah, so like I the Kindle Paperwhite is, is really cheap. So if you want, if you want just to read books, don't get the fire or the color or whatever that, and and it's great. And it doesn't have the. You can get the glow light. I think if you want, if you need a backlight, it's easier in the eyes. I, yep. I highly recommend the the, yep. the Paperwhite. Um, they last a long time, and the greatest thing about like moving data off of that, it's all synced to your Amazon account. I so know. you just you don't have to do anything. I kind of think that's a total bang for your buck thing yeah. Kindle I think that's like something people don't talk about but it's really a great yeah, product absolutely. I've not had any problems they've come a long ever. way the first version was really tough to use it had yeah. like a physical keyboard on it and everything it was but they've come a long way and, it, and they're great and, and they it, go to the web now yeah yeah, because yeah. I use mine for that too. Yeah. So maybe your Kindles you can keep around for a little. I longer. would say so, and and like they're much cheaper to replace. I mean, you can replace yes, under a hundred dollars. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, use it until it's until it stops working, and then it just replace something. Replace it, and you won't be you know breaking the bank. Anything else you can think of for devices? Devices. Nice. I'm trying um, to think. So we have we've covered phones, yeah. Kindles, e-readers, same thing. Yeah. Laptops, VCRs, DVD players, yeah. Walkmans. TVs. Obviously, eight tracks. My yeah, friends. Time Beta to go Max. if you have them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which so makes TVs. Me sad. So I Ooh, will yeah, say TVs. one thing about like TVs. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like ten years ago, there was like a plasma versus LCD screens, and the plasma right. uses a gas, and they didn't last long. So if, no. you, if you have a plasma TV, you're probably noticing the picture isn't nearly as sharp anymore, and you kind of have to replace those. Yeah, you know, it's funny as consumers, how do we know <clears throat> when the newfangled thing is going to last? Yeah. Sometimes it's just a funky color or a yeah. funky thing, and then. You're stuck. Yeah. So I would, so like the TVs with like smart TVs and stuff like that. Uh, one thing I will say is stay away from the 8K because they're saying like 8K is a new thing. Oh, please, nothing, please don't even. Nothing is broadcasting in 8K yet. So there's no need to buy that. And so your your smart TV is with the little apps embedded in it. Those work. I think I have my, one that's like eight or nine years old and it still works fine. So like TVs, they last, They TVs last a long time. So As like, well they should. Yes. <laughs> With everything else, my refrigerator, yes. my stove, all of that stuff. Do we have a food for thought today? We do. Well, let's get that ready. And now it's time for your technology tidbit, food for thought. All right. So we're talking about how long things last. And I did a little research here. And one of the oldest computers still in use today is Fujitsu's uh, FACOM-128B. It's been running since 1959. Yay. Of course, it's still basically just a giant calculator, but still, it's been running for that many decades. I'm happy. I will take it. I will take it. And so if folks want to look at the companion page, you'll list on there some ways they can get rid of stuff. I know also, too, um, your big box stores sometimes have uh, situations where you can go in and get rid of stuff. I don't know if Savers or any of those places, how that would work, but... I don't know Ask what around. to say, really. I mean, if it's, gosh, I'm so torn between the if it's working, still use it. But I still say if you've got specialty items, special stuff, get that converted. 
Yes. You know, and, yeah. and then if your your Tybo or your Jane Fonda tape <laughs> breaks, oh well, yeah. you're just gonna have to deal with that, and yeah. you'll stream it elsewhere because it's all available. It, probably but YouTube again, or something. You know, right? <laughs> it, but it frightens me though because of our dependence on this invisible infrastructure. It really yeah. concerns me, and I know I say it all the time, but it does concern me that. Um, Yes, we're saying, oh, you don't want the tangible, you don't need, you can just go through the, you know, the invisible domain. But I don't know, I don't want to talk about terrorism, but there's a lot of talk about if they really want to take, they really want to take us down, the way to do it would be through removing our connections that way. And that frightens me because the more we move towards one-stop shopping and the internet and all of that... You know, it's, um, it's you know, I know there's some folks building, you know, bomb shelters and stuff, <laughs> but um, it's concerning to me that, you know, will we only eventually have shortwave radio and will we only eventually, which should you throw out that? Probably not. You should probably keep that. If you have a Morse code device, yeah. you should probably <laughs> keep that too. But I mean, my point is when things do happen and, you know, knock on wood around here, we haven't had any major communication brownouts or blackouts where we couldn't communicate with each other. But if that were to happen, what would we do? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, so there's even a movement now like unplugging. So like over the weekend, don't use devices. And it's startling how different your life feels when you can't just pick up your phone to look at something or like waste time online. Right. When you, when you get away from the technology, you don't realize how much it like embeds itself into your life. This is true. This is true. I mean, it took me a long time to get a smartphone. And now when I wake up, you know, um, my mom was a smoker. And the first thing she used to do would be her feet would hit the floor. She would light up and have coffee. Yeah. Okay. Now I would smell that coffee and cigarette and I, I would know she was up. You know, there's no smell to the smartphone, but I do notice that when my friends wake up, I can see the little green light that they're on Facebook or they're on, they're active. And I I liken it to that. Um, I cannot believe that the first thing I do when I open my eyes is grab that phone and look to see what's What's going going on on in my universe. It bothers me. I don't like it. I mean, it's an addiction for sure. Yeah. And it's habit. It's Mm -hmm. like when the power goes out and you're walking towards the bathroom and you still flip the lights, which even though you know the power is out, that's like muscle memory. Yeah, sure. And it concerns me when I do that. Am I going to stop doing it? No. But I'm aware of it and it concerns me. And then what would I do if that morning I woke up and my phone was not charged? Oh, my God, I would be freaking out. Or where are my people? Or why isn't the phone working? That's frightening to me because the easiest way to debilitate all of us would be to cut off those ties. Yeah. I still have a regular home phone number, like a, a, oh, a landline? regular, yeah, that's what they call it, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, the landline, I still have that, yeah. but that's going to be gone soon eventually, yeah. too, I'm not going to use that either, so, yeah, I'm a little concerned about how we uh, protect ourselves from that and what means we will use, maybe if something goes down, only the folks like me who know how to use the old technology yeah. will be able to do it. You see all these space age movies where yeah. somebody finds a music box and they right. twist it up and the people are amazed. Like, what, is <laughs> what is that? You know, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel sometimes in this antiquated world, you know. Yeah. So let's tell folks about the companion page. And we do want to remind you this podcast is being produced here at WCTV, Wilmington Community Television. Yeah. So on the Wilmington, web, Wilmington Library website, wilmlibrary.org slash BDD. Um, most of the stuff we've talked about I have outlined here with links to find more information and yeah. uh, at the bottom there is a form where you can leave some comments suggestions cool. for new shows or whatever I mean I guess we can't say throw out everything because 
for me, I found out as soon as I throw something out, I need it. Yeah. But maybe that's maybe that's just some sort of weird karma. I don't know. <laughs> but I guess if it's working for you, my suggestion would be to use it. But mm-hmm. to look at maybe preserving yeah. some of your more personal items, you know, moving files from your tower onto a USB drive. So God forbid anything does yeah. ever happen some catastrophe, fire, unknown situation, you'll have that separate. It's sort of like um, having a fire safe box. Put your USB in the fire safe box with all your documents and stuff so that you'll be protected. As far as anything else, I mean, gosh, if you want to walk around with a Walkman, I am certainly not going to give you a hard time about that. But just know that there won't be new things available. Obviously, there aren't going to be any new cassette tapes coming out anytime soon. You know, but if you're happy with what you're using and it's not taking up clutter and it's not destroying your life, that's fine. Um, As for the flip phone, well, I don't know, Brad. I mean, days are numbered. (laughs) Yeah, we have to say that's probably time for that to go. Smartphones, they have their own dangers, but you know, maybe start with something small and work your way up. I guess. Any other advice on that? Definitely start small. There's plenty of different. So I talked about like six hundred, three hundred dollar phones. You can still get like really cheap smartphones. They don't work as well. I can't believe you call that cheap. Ha 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 ha. I know. (laughs) Well, it's like a lot of money. You get cheaper than that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It's all relative. Um, But don't don't go for the high. If you if you're moving into the smartphone world don't don't go to the high end start start low end and kind of start slow so yes use it and for you like know email what it's kind of like going to shop for a car know what mm, your needs yeah, are right know what the perks are that you want go see brad first yeah. so he can kind of help you figure yeah. out what you might like and then go from there and pretty soon i think our next episode we're going to have ken lord who is the it specialist for wilmington schools he's going to come here on our next episode and talk to us a little bit about it in the schools but maybe mm. we can talk to him a little bit too about obsolescence and stuff because i'm interested to see how schools yeah. move with the changing times you know um it would be nice to believe that all our schools have the latest and greatest but they have I a, don't know if that's yeah. true or not true, so we'll find out. Even iCloud and, security, and, I would think. Yes, and how do they work with, you know, removing the old stuff and mm-hmm. getting the new stuff? Because they don't have million-dollar, billion-dollar budgets no. to go doing this stuff. No. So that's going to be yeah. our next episode, and we thank you so much for being with us for this episode of Bridging the Digital Divide, and we will hear you and see you again very soon. Mm-hmm.